Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kuninagel podcast series, Shipping Insights. I'm your host, Sarah Vollmer, Vice President of Global Sea Logistics Customer Engagement and Events at Kuninagel. You and I are about to embark on an exciting journey through the world of sea freight. I've been fortunate enough to have a front row seat to this industry's ups and downs over the past two decades. Now it's my pleasure to bring to you the latest developments, innovations, and solutions in this dynamic industry. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just curious about logistics, get ready for enlightening conversations and expert insights in our latest episode. Let's dive into the fascinating world of sea freight together and welcome our latest guest. And today's topic, we're tackling insurance. Ooh, I'm sure all of our listeners are excited about that. Let's see if we can make it exciting. I think we can. But also, can we answer a question? Is it possible for insurance to be green? I'm very curious about this. So I'm, I can't wait to, to have my guest here. Stefan, please, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners? Thank you, Sarah. Um, yes, my name is Stefan and uh, Stefan Bergholz. I'm the Group Managing Director for Nakora. Um, Nakora, 100% Kühnenagel Group company. And uh, yes, very excited to be here and talk about um, Nakora Blue, our latest and award-winning initiative to protect um, our environment with cargo insurance. Oh, environment and cargo insurance. Okay, you, you need to tell me more about this. Let's, let's get into Nakora Blue. What, is, what does it mean here and, and what, are, what are some of the aspects of the program? Nakora Blue is um, something that we've been doing now since 1st of July this year. And we actually brought together all the parties of the ecosystem that are somehow involved in logistics as well as cargo insurance. So this means our parent company, Kuno Nagel, um, its customers, uh, the Nakora as insurance broker, and well as the insurers, Zurich and AXA XL, some of the largest best rated cargo insurers. So we all came together and said, okay, what can we do with our insurance product to help restore healthy oceans because 90% of all cargo still moves via the ocean. That's how we got together and formed the uh, initiative with the Marine Megafauna Foundation. Okay. All right. So the MMF, can you tell me a little bit more about that? How did, how did that relationship come about? Yeah, well, that's a very interesting story. So, uh, I think it was my daughter has a school project and we watched a video at lunch and we're looking for manta rays and we came across the MMF video and that was so captivating um, that uh, when I got back to the office, I said, okay, I have to, we have to do something about it. We have to talk to these people. They're doing such great work. Um, and um, can we not somehow integrate uh, supporting their work into our product um, into our cargo insurance product and ultimately also into logistics products um, that use our cargo insurance solution. Huh, very interesting. So a video that your daughter was watching kickstarted this this entire initiative. But I guess that's that's sometimes how great ideas how they come about, right? Exactly. So um, yeah, and then um, the more we looked at um, what the MMF is doing. 
um, particular, you know, the leading scientists they have there, um, leading marine biologist, uh, Dr. Simon Pierce, Andrea Marshall. Um, the more we said, okay, this is actually something that we wish to support, we want to support. We talked to Kuno Nagel, to um, Kuno Nagel's head of sustainability as well. And uh, we've got support from, from all parties, really, also from the insurance industry. And uh, this is how we built up a product, a cargo insurance product that now donates um, with every cargo insurance booked with Kuno Nagel or Nakora. Oh, very interesting. So a couple of things. So first off, you mentioned a little earlier here in our conversation, award winning. So what it, it won an award? I didn't even know insurance could win an award. So <laughs> how, how does that work? Well, um, once a year in Switzerland, there's an innovation award, which shows, looks uh, and honors insurance solutions that weren't there before. So, and, and such an embedded solution uh, where, where we have within the ecosystem an automatism that companies can actually donate uh, with what they do and lead by example, I think was indeed recognized as obviously award-winning. And we're very happy about the award and uh, very proud. And it gives us motivation to move forward and do more. Well, congratulations on the award. Very well-deserved indeed. Thank so you. So with that, you know, there's, of course, many other players here in the global shipping market. Um, you know, is this type of initiative, is this something that's attractive to carriers, as an example, to the steamship lines to get involved in, in this type of um, initiative? Well, I think the, uh, the entire industry has to do more looking ahead uh, in respect of sustainability and respect of uh, meeting um, various targets um, that not only help to uh, drive down uh, various emissions, but also uh, restore nature, which is a resource that they're ultimately using when moving um, goods from A to B across um, the ocean. So from this initiative, uh, we have a lot of other initiatives starting. That, for example, some of the research that the MMF does is tracking and um, these giant animals. And one of the findings recently published uh, was that container shipping line routes cross the traveling routes of these animals. So, and and now we're in talks with with um, various parties from the shipping industry to see whether we can not use those results to somehow prevent or um, potential collisions. They're having an impact on the number of um, and the development of these giant species. So this is something that is as a consequence of this initiative. There are other initiatives, I think, that uh, that will uh, hopefully help to, to achieve the target to protect these, these oceans. Okay, so who would have thought that just the simple data of the migration pattern, right, of animals could then impact or, you know, in a positive way, the ocean shipping industry could actually then use that information to um, to better navigate here through the waters um, and with, with less impact to our environment. So, Yes, I mean, that is a simple solution, uh, <laughs> uh, but also maybe the use of new technologies um, that, that helps these animals dive uh, before it can, can come to an impact. But overall, I think um, we see more us as a pioneer for companies to copy 
what we're doing because um, like we are packaging this insurance with the logistics of Kyunonaga. So ultimately the logistics can do something good um, for the environment when packaged with insurance. Other companies with their own products can do the same. So in the end, the, 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 the overarching goal is here to really restore ocean uh, make sure um, there are huge conservation areas where these uh, species are protected. So in 30, 40, 50 years, uh, we can still enjoy the beauty of um, marine life. Okay. Well, great. I think I think you answered one of my questions as to can insurance be green? So who would have thought? I certainly didn't. And hopefully our listeners out there also learned a little bit more about the green aspect of insurance. But with that, let's pivot a little bit and let's talk about insurance and especially maritime insurance as a whole. You know, this is something that comes across, I think, a lot of shippers' minds. Um, they may or may not pay attention to it. Stefan, would you tell me and, and our listeners a little bit more, like, why is insurance in the maritime industry important? And more, more importantly, what can happen? What, what goes on out there on, on the rough seas of, of global ocean shipping? Well, it's, uh, there are a lot of perils, I would say, uh, that we have, definitely. But um, marine insurance is the oldest form of insurance around. So um, if you think back hundreds of years uh, where we didn't have containers, there were a lot of more handling going on, a lot of more things can happen than, uh, than today. But still today, um, as the BBC recently mentioned in one of their documentaries on Planet Blue, four containers go overboard every day so again four so every every day so um now those you know could have been uh, anyone's cargo uh, that's sitting there um, in rough sea and uh, high waves and it's really no one's fault it's just really a peril attached to the transit so and and like that there are other perils attached to transit Storm, uh, you know, lightning, wind, rain, all sorts of things that could potentially affect the cargo. Also during handling, if you have LCL cargo, consolidated cargo, just a carton from A to B, it's handled in many ways and things can happen. So for against all of these perils, cargo insurance is the best answer to protect um, the, the customers of Kriununagel financially from the loss so they can see very fast compensation from the insurance company in the event of a loss or damage uh, to that cargo. Okay, so in our podcast series, we, we've had a variety of folks here that have come on here to the show. And we've had a lot of talk, especially since we launched these podcasts about, let's just call it the tumultuous sea freight shipping industry. And, you know, everything from unprecedented volume and bottlenecks all over the world. But I think the one thing that really helped to put our industry on the map was when the vessel was stuck in the Suez Canal. People that had cargo on that vessel, right? I mean, we were reading about it in the, the Wall Street uh, Journal almost daily, uh, along with other global publications. What happened if you had cargo on that vessel? So uh, Ever Given was indeed a very interesting example, but uh, that, that was one that's obviously in the mines, but you technically have uh, four to five incidents, what we call a general average. 
So general average um, basically is a situation where both ship and cargo are in danger. And the captain has to take uh, reasonable measures to save ship and cargo from a common peril. So in the end, all those reasonable measures need to be compensated. So um, the general average is, uh, it gets a bit technical, is normally dealt with in accordance with the York Antwerp rules, which is an international convention saying exactly what needs to happen. So in simple terms is the cargo is going to be, whether it had a fire on the ocean or it's stuck in the Suez Canal or somewhere on the ground and is about to break into two pieces, but it can be kind of uh, pushed away put to the next port and everything is unloaded. So a salvage agent basically takes them and separates the, the, the cargo that is lost or damaged and the vessel damaged to one side and those cargos who are safe and sound to the other side. Um, and then the invoicing and the calculation starts going and those uh, parties who have safe cargo and sound cargo have to sign up to what we call a general average bond. They have to put down a guarantee uh, which could exceed the cargo value into the, in the container. So if not insured with a cargo insurance, the cargo owner has to bring up this bond guarantee or sign up for it and provide it. Otherwise, he cannot collect his cargo and cargo cannot continue the journey and could incur all sorts of costs. So, And that is kind of a, a big risk that is not always... Uh, on, on cargo owners' mind uh, when thinking about insurance and looking at um, the maybe relatively low cargo values inside a container, that can happen. But we do recommend to, to find out what is covered on the all-risk cover, as we call it, in accordance with the, with the best standards are out there, and, and definitely recommend cargo insurance for international sea and air transit. Okay, so let me just recap you know, in layman's terms here. So basically, if something happens on the vessel, it gets stuck, or it could be one of the four containers a day that goes overboard. Something happens, well, I guess those wouldn't be impacted. But if something happens on the vessel, whether it's a fire, or it gets stuck, damage, etc., no matter if you have damage to your physical cargo or not, if the vessel and the captain decides to go into general average, you will be fiscally impacted in some way, shape, or form. Correct. And if you have maritime cargo insurance that covers this, you feel probably maybe a little bit more at peace. Um, if you don't, your regular insurance may or may not cover this. Well, there is no regular insurance. If you move transport from A to B, you either have cargo insurance, hopefully in a coral blue, um, or not, but uh, you have... To have this insurance, the insurance will provide the bond. Insurers will take over the costs. If not, uh, indeed, uh, you could be financially uh, impacted um, by such an incident. Okay, so I'm going to ask you this: What is the highest impact? No names that you have seen here from a from a GA perspective. <sighs> well. These numbers are normally not published, so I could only guess. What would you What would you think? 
Well, I think um, it depends really on how big the salvage operation is um, that that is required, how many tugs, how much uh, other cargo is damaged, how much cargo containers do they have to maybe throw overboard, uh, do some jettison here in order to uh, lighten the vessel and bring it uh, back afloat. So indeed, the numbers could be huge. Um it depends really from incident and incident how it is, whether it's $20,000, $80,000, $120,000. It's something that one has to um, then assess based on the individual incidents. But it could be uh, definitely exceed the cargo value inside a container. Yeah. Pretty significant numbers, nonetheless. So something for shippers all around the world to be very mindful of, right? And, and really understand the whole term general average and and what does it mean at the end of the day? Yeah, correct. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. So I love to ask forward-looking questions and I always tell you to people, you know, what does your crystal ball have to say? So Stefan, what does your crystal ball have to say for the coming year when it comes to maritime insurance or just insurance as a whole as it pertains to the global shipping industry? Well, I think there's still a lot of um, potential to really protect customers. Yeah, Um, I think there are a couple of um, uh, publications made where people assume that a shipping line assume that uh, 30 to 50% of all cargo still travels uninsured. 30 to 50%? Exactly, as high numbers. Um, so obviously these numbers come forward when there's a general average. When you see how many people don't pick up their cargo or struggle to provide these bonds, then uh, indeed um, you can make certain assumptions. So I think we as um, as Kynonagel, um, as, as uh, leading logistics, sea freight freight forwarder can really um, educate our people, provide consultancy about the risks, um, explain the risks that are beyond the reasonable control of all parties. And this is only what we're talking about here and how to protect themselves against it. Because indeed, um, especially general average example is not on everybody's mind um, or on the radar. And I think this is something to look out for. The other area that we we see some really uh, concerning developments is that there are certain limitations coming in on cargo insurance uh related to cyber related to um kind of t- pandemic risks um that could cause additional uh, risk increases for example storage values in certain locations at port increasing so when these situations come um i think everybody should verify whether the limits that are rec- um normally in place under standard policies are really adequate but these are risks that one would need to respond one would need actively talk to insurers to their insurance partners whether they really cover uh, certain um, certain events related to cyber or pandemic risks okay definitely extremely on point and relevant especially after the last few years we've lived through so be sure to talk to your insurance partners, right, at the end of the day. So, Stefan, I want to thank you for coming on to the show. It's been a pleasure. I feel like we have made insurance industry. I certainly have learned a lot here through our discussion, and, and i really like to thank you for your time today. Thank you for having me. 
Well, it was a pleasure. Thank you to everyone for tuning in again to our podcast series, Kuninago's Shipping Insights, Sea Freight News, and Supply Chain Solutions. Be sure to follow us to find out when our next podcast episodes will drop.